0: Hey everybody this is zach nolan with the coon hunting university podcast joining me as i sit down and discuss the past present and future of competition coon hunting with some of the top houndsmen in the country thank you all for listening
1: coon hunting university is brought to you by superior hunting lights superior step up to the max Use discount code Podcast at checkout on NightHunters.com. Conkeys Outdoors, hunting and hound supply store. We stand behind Conkeys and is the only hunting supply store that we personally recommend here at Coon Hunt University. You can find out more at com or find them on Facebook, Conkeys Outdoors, and give them a like. And G&R Cedar Dog Boxes. They make a high-quality cedar dog box at a great affordable price if you're in the market for a new dog box reach out to gavin at
0: 615-962-5266 hey everybody this is zach nolan back with you on the coon hunting university podcast and our guest tonight when you start thinking about guys in this sport that that do things the right way he's one of the guys that comes to mind he's just a good coon hunter, a good Christian family man, and uh, and we're tickled to have him on with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mister Lamar Pettyjohn. How you doing, Lamar? Uh,
2: yeah, Zachus, I appreciate that uh info there, intro. Uh, well, I I've been coon hunting for uh, I started for the first time when I was five year old with my dad, like you say, and uh, I remember it was him and a family friend. But uh, I've been coon hunting for Oh, about forty something years now because 'cause I'll be fifty four next week. And uh that's that's ain't much to us, but uh over here are just old country folks and then we love to hunt. Uh love Jesus and just love our family. And uh other than that, you know, that's that's just about all it is to me. Um, as far as uh the coon hunt, like I say, I went for the first time and I remember when I was five years old and uh we just had an old gray black and tan female and uh she wasn't we say we was going coon hunting, but we was really just going hunting. And we treat a possum, we shot it out, we treat a coon, we shot it out, it didn't matter. You know, we we were just uh hunters at that time. Well uh, didn't, didn't when I what?
0: When I first started going uh going with my uncle and my cousin when i was real little you know eight nine ten year old that's exactly how we was you know i i'd never even heard of a competition hunt uh and like you said anything that climbed it was it was getting knocked out when we got there
3: yeah
2: yeah crazy thing is i remember one time i was just a little kid we treed we in a tree in den tree. we get there uh we we had we carried axe with us back in them days i mean it was just yeah like say if you you treat it it come out and then or whatever you chop down the tree cut it up a hole up to it and all that but we had a little dent tree uh it was about three foot and then there's a a hole there about size a little bigger than both fists put together and we we chopped it a little bit Mm -hmm looked down in there and we didn't have a coon, we didn't have a possum or nothing. That dog had treed a rabbit. It had jumped up in that hole. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and that's that's the one well, of the funniest stories I remember there. I just remember treeing a rabbit. Mm. But uh but yeah, we did well now we didn't care much about getting that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but we sure did. That old dog treed a rabbit that night. Yeah, that's that's uh like I say I started when I that first time I went when I was five and then, but I didn't get to go with them a whole lot at that time, cause we do live in these hills and all, and daddy and them leave me at home, you know, and I could just always remember, man, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. And, you know, that'd take me some, because you, you can't drag a five, six, seven-year-old up down these hills and hollers too much, but uh, like I say, and then when I, I got a little older around, of course, 10, 11, 12 year old. I, I was going more and more and more. And uh, luckily that we did have this farmland here. It's in cow pastures and uh, just hay fields now, but back in those days it was uh, in corn and everything. Mm-hmm. So I got to be around 12, 13 years old. Uh, we got another old dog named uh, Roscoe. Uh, but uh, he, he is just a great dog also. But he did tree more coons than he did possums. But uh, living on his farm, they started letting me just go back over here in these fields and on the river and everything by myself. Whereas uh, My friend and I had two or three buddies that would go with me. But, you know, I didn't have to have my dad or uncle or any of them to go with me anymore. So, boy, I thought I was really doing something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had that rifle going back here. At, going hunting by myself and everything at, at like say uh mainly i'd say around 12 13 years old but boy we we hunted just about every night me and my two or three of my buddies did and uh they i think they went just because uh i did <laughs> because they didn't know have dogs they just always went with me but uh anyway and then
0: well uh and you know you were talking about some of that uh some of the terrain over there uh in north georgia you know it's kind of it's pretty similar to what i got here probably a little rougher in, in a lot of places once you get on up more toward uh north carolina mm-hmm. but uh for for the hunt to be so rough over there um uh, you know that the region that that you live in is a is another uh another hotbed for coon hunters you know they've they've talked about a lot on here interviewing them wipeout boys the you know the they call it the west tennessee mafia Mm uh but i'd say that uh that the area you're from is is probably the next one i would think of where there's just been a long history of of good coon hunters that uh that keep good dogs and win you know you got all the cochran boys and Uh, Tony Smith and just and you and just so many guys over there that and uh, I'm sure it was tough on the competition circuit and we'll get into more of that later but uh,
2: yeah so any night you can go over here you go to a local hunt you can draw a war a world-class cast I mean it's just it's unreal
0: (laughs) it it really is Um, so so you know you you pleasure hunted as a kid and everything so when did you when did you start uh when did you get your introduction to competition hunting did your dad just your dad just pleasure hunted right
2: yeah yeah now he ended up later on pleasure hunting i mean a uh, competition hunting excuse me um uh, because you know i got the hunting some with a mr carlton reynolds and everything and uh you know found he had one uh the NKC World Coon Hunt, which was held right here in our county, in Stood County in Somerville, Georgia, and uh, at the old building over here called Gore Community Center, and uh, Sonny won that, and that's the first competition hunt I went to. I didn't hunt in it, but, of course, I went over there and seen all about it and all this stuff. You know, boy, it just set me on fire, and I'm I'm a teenager at this time, I do believe I was a senior in high school, maybe a junior at that time, and i would say a junior at that time, but uh around sixteen years old, and uh boy, and I just I knew then I was going competition hunt <laughs> I mean, I just thought, boy, I'm going learn about this, you know, and sure enough you know i I got my first dog that I started hunting hunts with his little walker Jill and her name was a lily we called her tree talking lily and uh she was just a what i'd call a country coon dog she didn't sling rocks when she left you unsnapped her she just trotted out through there but if they went right she went left she would be by herself and she'd have a coon and uh i made her a NKC Grand Night Champion, a UKC Grand Night Champion. I did not hunt PKC at that time, which people know me. I love now, but but uh, at that time I wasn't hunting PKC. Didn't know anything really about it.
0: And, and this uh, this was what in the in the mid eighties, mid late eighties.
2: This I got her about nineteen eighty six somewhere along in there. And uh, like I say, just hunting local hunts. You know, I mean, I was still young, couldn't really go off like that much by myself, you know, and then then my daddy got into the competition side of it too. He ended up becoming a UKC master hounds, all like that, and a hunt director for PKC and everything. And we we decided, you know, we're going to start going to some uh, bigger hunts, the first decent size hunt i went to it was uh it was in madison georgia it's called united states championship yeah that was in 1987 and uh you know here i am scared to death all these big time names at this hunt and everything and uh only coon my cast tree lily got off by herself and uh to coon had 200 plus and i placed 14th in that hunt and like I say, you know, I really was on fire then. I thought, well, man, I can compete with these guys, you know, because yeah. you see magazines and all like that and you just in and on when you're a teenager, you know, oh man, boy, they got the, they got this and they got that, and and I seen then, you know, I could compete with these guys.
0: So right, and that, <laughs> like you said, that's the one of the best feelings ever. When it feels good to win at local hunts, and and every now and then you'll draw a a world-class dog like you were talking about at a local hunt. But when you go off to one of those big hunts and, uh, just win a cast against some of those guys or, you know, it, the, the rush that you get from that, the first time it happens is just crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, it feels better than any other, anything I. The, i've ever done competitively in my life
2: yes i agree i mean i agree totally i mean it's just i know some people get their highs off of drinking some get them off drugs i I, through the years i got mine off a coon (laughs) hunt and uh that's that's just something like say a feeling you can't describe when you have you've worked hunted a dog up got it ready and go to um, a big major event and do good with it.
0: Absolutely. Um, and you were, uh, you said you didn't hunt a lot of PKC and and uh, the hunt that you were just talking about. Uh, w- was that just a standalone hunt that had been put together or was there a kennel club behind it? Or
2: I think I want to say that United U.S. Championship was A-C-H-E. Okay. Okay. Because uh, back in and back in the 80s, the uh, ACHA World Hunt was was a a big deal. They had it a lot in uh out in Mississippi. So I remember going to uh, Greenwood, Mississippi, and I can't even remember, but it was it was a week long deal and all like that. But uh, I remember meeting Mr. James Merchant and uh several other you know big big name stud dog owners at that time for the first time at the ACHA world hunt and everything, but it, it the ACHA was a big deal at that time.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, at, at one time it was, it was pretty much the, the premier world championship. Yes. if When when you talk about a dog winning the world hunt,
2: it was the ACHA. Yes, that's the way it was then. And then, uh, one thing it was, you know, one night you actually had to go out and hunt, the dog by itself. Mm-hmm. And it it had to show a judge that it could tree a coon by itself and everything. Uh, UKC still
0: does that, don't they?
2: Uh, I, th- I think they do now. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'd be honest with you. I swapped PKC. I, 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 this little dog I got now, she is qualified for the Tournament of Champions, and I didn't, I didn't even go to it. Nothing against them. I mean, I just love hunting pkc so that's what i hunt
0: now (laughs) yeah and and you have to uh when when you work for a living you have to uh kind of pick pick and choose where you're able to go anyway and Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of the same way it's nothing against ukc but uh i just uh, once i started hunting pkc i never stopped
2: yeah that's that's what that's the way i have i mean i and when i first started i thought well i don't know about this and i end up seeing the professionalism and everything in PKC and I just love it. You know, I just, I really do. I mean, and uh, I say, I've had some great UKC hunts, great NKC hunts, great ACHA hunts, but I ended up, you know, I work for a living. I don't coon hunt for a living, but, uh, you know, and I, I got certain time I can take off and all I can't. And I take them off to go to PKC world and super stakes and stuff like
0: that. Yep. Uh, so, um uh, you were um uh, you had done some one with the lily dog and and a couple others and and then you uh you came into your first handling job for for someone else uh around what time
2: yeah uh, mister uh we were at, had a a hunt over here at our club and uh i'm the one that got push to get this club started over here. And like I say, when I was a teenager, I went to that world hunt and all like that. And it's that still going over today, here. correct? Yeah, yeah, it's still going. Matter of fact, I run it now. Right. But, uh, uh you know, I got my dad, Cotton McGraw, Tommy Turkett, and just several other people, uh, Carlton Reynolds, Carlton, some people, a lot of people know him as Sonny. And uh, we, I said, look, we, we gotta, we're we got having to drive too far. Let's start a club, you know, and all like that. We we did. We had got that club going, and uh, uh, I had had a dog to get killed. Uh, he uh, he actually got in a cave and got down in it, and it flooded that night and flooded that cave and killed him. He, his name was Bragg Bottom Billy. I bought him out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, from a guy named uh, Danny Blair, but uh, Sonny had told me about the dog. He said, Lord, if you go down there and hunt that dog, you'll buy him. Sure enough, I watched the dog tree seven singles, and, buddy, I brought him home, and I was still going to death. love the dog, and all I like can but he had, he had just got killed, and I was at a hunt we had over here at the club, and uh, a man just showed up. Never seen him for in my life. He's uh pulling a big old field wheel camper with a big truck and all like that, and he got talking to some people. I wasn't even over there, and he got talking to them, telling them he wanted to hire the best young handler around that they could find, and uh, two or three people, Cotton McGraw, Tommy Turkett, Sonny, all of them, said he was standing right over there. You know, I don't know this is going on at the uh, time. And sure enough, you know, he ends up coming over and talking to me, and I told him, no, nah, I don't I don't hunt for other people. I, I hunt for myself. I hunt my dogs and all like that. And, told him I might have just got killed, and I just didn't have anything right now, but I'd get me another one. And uh, he said, oh, you need to go hunt with these dogs. You need to go hunt these dogs I got. He had a bunch of house housebred dogs and everything, but uh, I, I didn't do it. Uh, and then uh, a week or two went by, and he, man, it just kept, man, you need, you should look at them dogs. He sure was confident in them dogs and all this stuff, you know. So I ended up tracking him down. You know, he didn't have cell phones back in. It took me a few days to get this man tracked down and all I that. He lived up in East Ridge, Tennessee, and, uh, he had, uh, the Night Ridge score dog, and he had, uh, another one out of score that was called, uh, High Rolling Rowdy. The score dog, he studied, but, uh, High Rolling Rowdy was the one we were pushing, and he ended up pushing in the hunts, and, uh, he he was showing up a nice dog, but that was the first time I started handling for somebody. I was probably eighteen, nineteen years old at that time, and I've been doing it ever since. And uh, uh,
0: that that man's name was um, Richard Bradford, Richard, correct?
2: Richard, yep, Richard Bradford. Okay. And uh, he was a a good man. He uh, he had one big problem, and it killed him. I hate to say that, but he smoked like a chimney and he'd walk around with his oxygen tank on (laughs) turn it to the side and take a puff at cigarette even though he had emphysema and but we become really close he he was a great man to hunt for and we he become a really good friend
0: and uh did you uh did you hunt anything else for him besides the rowdy dog or
2: yeah he had two or three we actually uh the harper River blue ranger dog i say i hunted a bunch of ukc then uh i hunted him for him and UK- i never had him laid eyes on this dog and he he brought him to a ukc qualifier i can't remember if it was out of our club or the Rome club at bo lankford and ricky lankford and all of them ran down here in floyd county but uh it's either out of their club or my club they were both so close that i i would guide you know and uh
1: Kunkies outdoors knows that keeping up with the latest and hunting technology can be expensive that's why they're proud to offer amazing financing options from 30 days same as cash to zero percent interest for six nine twelve and even 18 months depending on your credit score and the amount you spend if you've been eyeballing that new thermal or want to upgrade to the latest in tracking system technology Go find out more on the web at ConkeysOutdoors.com, or if you're in the Hastings, Florida area, stop by and visit. They'd love to have you. Conkeys Outdoors, Houndsman,
2: helping Houndsman. I'm pretty sure it was out of the wrong club, but anyway, he shows up, said, I got a new dog, I want you to hunt him, I want you to hunt him. And I said, I've never even seen it, heard this dog bark. He said, you'll do fine, you'll do fine with him. Well, sure enough, it's a little blue dog, and we he was all walker dog man. I thought, this sucker must be nice to, you know, have a blue dog. And uh, sure enough, uh we went to cut him loose, and I got to hear him bark because he stands up on his hind legs and winding like crazy and goes to barking. And I thought, well, I know what he sounds like on track. And they say cut him. We cut him loose. All of them. The three walker dogs just lie out of there like, I mean, they're running a coon. But it, I mean, it's like it's running a deer. It's running so hard. And that little blue dog just right, goes over there about 40, 50 yards and sits down in trees. So I got a first and a first, and sure enough, he's got a coon. So I got to hear him come tree and everything right there in front of him by himself, So I know him the rest of the night, you know. And uh, I end up winning this uh, UKC qualifier for this dog. And he ended up going on and finishing fourth in the UKC World that year, but I didn't hunt him because I qualified another dog that me and my dad owned, and uh, so I hunted him in in at the zones and all that stuff. And then uh, uh, Joe East, actually from Alabama, actually hunted the Ranger dog and went on and finished fourth in the world UKC World with him. But, uh, he, he was a really nice hound
0: Um, so when did you, uh, the, the, uh, Smokey dog that you had told me about the Lost Creek Smokey, mm-hmm. uh, was that the one that you and your dad
2: hunted yep, up there? Th- that's the one that, uh, that's the reason I wasn't hunting. Didn't hunt Ranger in the zones because we had bought Smokey and, uh, I, I rode up in Missouri by myself and uh tried him out and everything and brought him home and uh I ended up doing a lot of winning with him. He was a big big old black tan. i mean he was a big big hound big mouth and uh he he hunted like a walker dog i mean he didn't he had plenty of hunt when he treed he had coons and i mean he was what I'm looking for in one. i am still I'd love to have another one like him right now. <laughs> but uh yeah, he uh say in nineteen ninety four I was the NKC World Champion black and tan. I finished fifth overall. That was at uh, Mayfield, Kentucky. And uh and that year is when I decided that uh I was hunting the wrong organization. <laughs> Because uh, that year, same year, I believe, either that year or the... might have been the year before, year after. But anyway, Sonny had went to the PKC World. And where I won dog boxes, dog food, and trophies, Sonny won $20,000 at the PKC. So I thought... There's something wrong with this yeah, picture. Hey. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought, because I, I mean, I hunted against these dogs and hunted some of his dogs for him and stuff all the time. And I got a uh, trophies I still got in a room in here in my house that uh, for being a world champion black tan fifth overall which i would have got a good check at the pkc world for fifth overall you know right and uh and uh i thought i got to check into this pkc stuff you know and that from then on is that that's when i started hunting pkc
0: yeah and um the black dogs um you've always kept one of them around and one thing I was wanting to ask you about them, what sets them apart from the Walker dogs? What 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 does a good black dog have that a Walker dog don't have that 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 draws you to them?
2: Well, I've had Walkers nearly my whole life. Yeah, I really have, and I I like to have a Walker dog because I've won more of the Walker dog. But I just love winning with an off color dog. Uh the black dogs I have have had that I've kept around has has really been accurate. And that's I, I like and you hunting these hills, I don't wanna climb this mountain over here that I hunt several nights and uh a week during the wintertime and stuff. I don't wanna climb that thing and be a slick tree. <laughs> I mean that's just the thing I like that uh the smoky and uh uh Klip and all of them have just really been accurate. Cleop was really accurate. I mean and uh I had a pup out of uh Smoky that was called Black and Decker. Now he was just about stone cold silent. But I re- I remember that dog slick tree in two times the whole time I had him. I had him till he was four year old and I sold him to uh Josh Watson in over MOR. Uh, they hunted, they hunted with him and just, they wanted him. I mean, he was, I sold him for, you know, what was, in today's dogs, it wouldn't be big money, but back in, it was big money, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, he was, he was a real coon dog. I mean, man, when he sat down and tree, and I can never remember the dog backing he was 100 percent independent
0: well that right there uh them natural coon triggers that are dead loners there's not too many of them being born yeah uh he
2: he was man
0: well that's absolutely what you want so i guess then uh you uh you got in with uh with sonny reynolds and got to hunt for him
2: correct yep yep We and me and Sonny, we'd always been good friends. And uh, people talk around here about how much I get youth involved. You know, if he's a kid, wants to go hunting, I take him. Well, I I learned that from Sonny because, I mean, he was like that. I mean, if you're a youth hunter and he is around here and you wanted a puppy, Sonny Reynolds would give you a puppy. I mean, it wasn't trash puppies neither. It would be after Sonny won world you know, several world titles, he done it handling himself, he done it, had other people handling for him and won world titles and everything, and he'd give a, a young person uh, a pup, you know, I mean, he, w- he would be partners with you on it, he always wanted him, and I don't blame him, you know, uh, he but he would really try to help youth, and that's where I learned that from, and me and him just got, he, he ended up coming like a, second father to me and uh because uh man we got to hunting and I owe Sonny a lot as far as some of the big major hunts I got to go to and me and my even before I got married and after I got married I couldn't afford to go to all the hunts when I were younger like I can now on my own I mean I just couldn't do it I mean I was starting a family and all like that and uh but Sonny, but you know, of course, he'd pay for everything, and I'd go hunt the dogs. I went to world hunts, super stakes breeders showcases. I mean, you name it, state hunts. If I if we want, I want to go to hunt. I mean, it was took care of. You know. and ninety uh, percent of the time, Sonny was sitting over there in that passenger seat going with me because he he there's nobody that loves coon hunting more than he he does, and still he still does.
0: And um being able to go experience those hunts and, and make all those memories you can't put a price tag on that.
2: Oh no. Man, that's what uh, I'm saying. It's just memories I, I and I'll cherish forever.
0: And just thinking you know, thinking about the places that cone hunting has taken you and the people that it's put you in contact with, you know, it, it took it took some someone else uh reaching out and and being a good example to you and helping you out uh, to for you to be able to do a lot of those things and and that's that's the case in coon hunting for uh pretty much anybody there's no there's no way you can really get started in this sport and have any success without having people there to mentor you and help you out hmm. uh and, and I think that's what that's what makes it such a tight a knit community, because uh, yes. we all we all lean on each other for help at uh, for different things, you know, whether it be uh, training dogs or you know looking for a dog to hunt, or you know if 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 a fellow cone hunter just falls on hard times and 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 needs some help getting back on his feet, you know, I've I've seen this community step up and. And do all those things and it, it takes people like that to to keep this thing going.
2: Yes, true. Uh
0: so talk about some of the dogs that, that you hunted for Sonny.
2: Okay, uh me and him had one that uh we done a whole lot of winning with when we had him. His name is Tricolor Jack. Uh I bought him out of Coleman, Alabama. Uh, uh the lawyer over there. I can't think of his name now. I Went blank. But anyway, but he he called me and told Mr. Laura I got a dog over here. Said somebody's gotta come. You need to come get this dog and buy him. I said he said he's beating everything I've got over here and he is studding the dog at the time. And uh so I go over and get the dog. He's want he wanted two thousand dollars for him. And uh I brought him home. I'd wrote him a check. Told him about, uh He said, "Honey, for a couple of weeks, and call me and let me know." Well, I took old Jack hunting over here on the side of the mountain that night. That next morning, I called him, called him and told him, "Said, uh, you just uh, you spend that money." <laughs> I said, "Uh, don't worry about it." He said he, "He sold." and he said what'd he do so well, i dropped him three times he treed three coons in about 44 minutes i said that's good enough for me buddy he said he's worth it and uh i had him for uh just a few weeks there and uh drew Sonny in a cast over here well this little dog just dominates his cast and i was against i forget what Sonny was hunting but it's one of the dogs he had done a whole lot of winning with and uh his same way, he says, I want want half that dog, I want half that dog, and uh, I sold him half of Jack that night, and uh, we we went on, won a good bit with him, ended up, uh, I sold him to my half to uh, Duke Prolux up in Connecticut, and uh, Jack ended up winning uh, Southeastern Trim Walker days. I uh, won something big up north. I can't remember if it was Autumn Oaks or Grand American or something. It, it, was, it was one of the big hunts. He was on the cover of the Bloodline, and he was on the cover of uh, American Cooner for uh, South East Tree and Walker Days, and they done a whole lot of winning with him too. But we we really liked Jack. Uh, we had another one. Now, Sonny just owned her. Uh, we got down. his want me to go, though. PKC Walker days, I said, I ain't going, sonny. He so said, why not? I said, uh, well, we ain't got nothing we can win with right now. Oh, yeah, he's dog win. I said, nah, I said, you always tell me to be truthful with you. I'm, I'm being truthful with you, so we ain't got what it takes to win right now. And uh, he got three other guys to go up there with him, and they hunted Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You know, uh, three dogs, three nights, nine casts. And they didn't win a cast. And, uh, on his way home, he called, bought a little dot female. And, uh, he, uh, he called me. So well, I, I got your dog. And he said, I, I said, I don't want any dogs. No, nah, I went, bought, the, I said, I'm on my way to pick that dot female up. said, well, when I get home with her, said, she's in heat right now. When she comes out of heat, why don't you come get her? And we'd heard a lot about the little dog. And sure enough, she, she was all, they said she was. She is, a, she's a coon treer. Uh, me, I hunted her a good bit, done a whole lot of winning with her with some around here and PKC added purses and kept her in the state standings and all like that. Uh, me and, uh, Timmy Waters combined ended up finishing her, uh, second in the pro division one year. Uh, we all, uh, hunter in some pro hunts, you know, he, I did around here and he did up there and she ended up second the pro race and uh, just, just a really good coon dog is what you can say about Dot Little. It didn't matter how much you hunt her, she was short and fat. <laughs> she didn't hardly eat anything, but that's just her, her build. She was short and looked like she was out of shape, but that little hever, uh she would treat them coons. And uh, I was really hunting hard back at that time. I remember I hunted 38 straight nights. One time with her, me and a guy named Charles Sargent hunted with me all the time. And on Friday and Saturday nights, we were going up to a management area over here called uh, Pigeon, uh, Cropford Pigeon Mountain. We just call it Pigeon Mountain. But And uh, we'd hunt all night, Friday and Saturday night, and just about every weekend. And we went rain or shine. But, uh, that's the hardest I ever hunted in my life. <laughs> but uh, I hunted 38 straight nights. But, uh, but Doc made you want to go. She is one of them that just tree coons and just made you want to go. But a, I a
0: dog, the, uh, if for a dog to make you want to hunt 38 nights in a row in North Georgia, yeah, <laughs> it has to be a pretty good one.
2: Yeah, now, I talk about these mountains over here, but I, uh, anybody that can tell you it comes over here and goes hunting with me, they'll tell you I've got some of the best hunting in this area, too. because so I don't like my cast, we ain't going to the mountain, we going to flat as you get out far. I got two or three of those, it's just. Fields, woods, and farmland. Uh, that's where we go hunt on the cats. I'm not going to the hills.
0: <laughs> so you hunted Dot for uh, for Sunny. Was there was there some other dogs in there that that you done some
2: winning with? Oh, uh, um, we didn't do. Uh, I mean, we done a lot of local winning over here, you know. But that was the main ones. We we uh, I did hunt Jar a little bit for him here and there, you know. Of course, he might knows PKC. He'd, at one time jar just shattered the, the money one record one year for notable events. I mean, just, but I, I wasn't hunting him in. I mean, uh, I think, I want to say Eric done, might've done most of the winning only men, uh, pot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because, uh, we do have a, our old high old combination up there. We hunted, uh, Eric pot, Timmy waters and all of them. We, they, they dealt with Sonny the whole time I did and everything. We all hunted a lot together, and Ronnie Locke in Kentucky did. And we'd go to some major hunts. We, we went, uh, I don't know what's the big one they used to have in uh Mississippi, the PKC Winter Classic. Uh, We actually went out there, and I was trying to remember. I, I can't remember that big walker dog's name. We didn't have him long, but. I got him in out there a night or two at the Winter Classic one time. I can't even remember his name. We didn't have him for some reason. He didn't have him long. <laughs> he seemed to be doing good. I think somebody just offered some big money, and, man, he is gold. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I, know I hunted with Pete a lot, but uh, I think I only hunted Pete in one cast for him. The whole time he had him because, you know, uh hunted against him a lot, just to be honest with you, at that time. Because uh, David and uh, J-Rod was hunting a lot at that time, and they hunted Pete and Quick. And uh, that's a dog a lot of people don't know about. that he had a, Sonny had a dog named Mr. Quick that uh, was a really nice dog. Uh, the year Pete won the world hunt, I, I felt Quick. Was a lot better dog than Pete myself. Just, I, I just liked him better. You know how you like some dogs, you know, and I liked the quick dog. He was really something. And David was hunting him. David Hurley. But uh, but yeah, well that's that's some of them I hunted for Sonny.
0: Like I said, when we spoke the other night, we uh, you had you had told me a story about how you come in contact with Andrew Weaver, and uh, again that goes back to like you were saying, Sonny kind of showed you how important it was to reach out to to the young folks and, and mm-hmm. get them involved in hunting. And mm-hmm. uh, Andrew was a young man that, that you took hunting a lot when he was a kid, uh, which led to a pretty solid relationship and, uh, and partnership. So tell us a little bit about that.
2: Okay. Uh, like I was telling you the other night, uh, I'd never even – heard or seen andrew weaver in my life but uh i had some other young boys teenage boys 13 14 years old coming over here going hunting with me a good good bit their their parents usually would bring them over here and uh let them out and uh my wife she's she's been the coon hunt mama for years over here (laughs) she would uh she'd feed them a lot of times a lot of times they'd get done with football practice baseball practice whatever and their parents would bring them straight over here to go coon hunting, and uh, we'd we'd feed them a lot stuff like that. Well, Andrew showed up with another guy one time, a uh, guy by the name of Brian Rempro, and uh, but uh, he said, "Hey, I brought my buddy over here. This is Andrew Weaver. He wants to go with us." And I said, "That's fine. That's fine. You know, more bears. Well, Andrew went that night, and next thing old he he gets my phone number, you know, about every night he's calling, hey, you going to go hunt again tonight? Yeah, yeah, we'll go, we'll go. And uh, me and him just started hunting together more than, I mean, he loved it more than any of the other kids that was coming over. I mean, he just fell in love with coon hunting. So uh, I ended up, uh, three, four nights a week, I'd go by. and If they couldn't bring him, I said, well, you don't live up far from me, i i will run and get you. you know, I'd go get him, pick him up. We'd go hunting, carry him back home. We got done. I think I'd give him his first light and decent light. And, you know, I had no pair of waders laying around, give him some waders and all like that. Different things, you know, just get him. So he'd go coon hunting, you know, I like to hunt swamps too when I summertime and all like that. And crossing these rivers and creeks and, so I, I put him in some waders and stuff, just everything he needed really. You know, get him coon hunting, and that this goes on for years. I mean, we we hunted. Uh, I remember him as a senior in football, and uh, Andrew was a really good athlete, and he he was playing football, and I stood at the rail, rail of the football field over here, and he all hey, we going tonight? I said, man, you just you just clinched the region championships, and go off. Got you, buddy. Up. No, I'm going go coon-hunt. i don't go coon-hunt. <laughs> coon so so uh, me and him, uh, when he got done, and the game was completely over and all like that, and we went down there, I waited on him and, Get done. Heck, we left when it and he still pusses at me for that night because I took him over here to Taylor Ridge, which is a steep mountain over here. <laughs> he said, "You done this crap on purpose." Right after all. he played a ball game. <laughs> yeah, I so "I just played four quarter football, and he he was on the field at all times. He was a linebacker and a uh, fullback and all that. Yeah, he was he was on the field on just about every play, you know. So he is he still pusses at me to this day about that. But and uh, well, we uh. I say we hunted all them years together. Got to be really close. He's he's like a another family member to me, and me and my wife and I. My kids were really young at that time, but they they you know if they had a family thing at uh their his mother's house or anything, uh, we were invited. You know we got to be that close. Well, he gets he graduates high school. Well, he goes off to college. He went over Jacksonville State. Over in Alabama gonna play football and stuff. And so we told him, you know, lost contact and uh I didn't uh hear from him for uh three, four, five years, I guess, maybe something like that. And uh he just shows up back at my house one day said, uh, you still hunting dogs for people? And I said, Yeah, sure do. And said, uh uh, well, uh, would you, uh, want to hunt for me? Uh,
3: yeah,
2: I, I'll hunt about anybody, so it don't matter. And, uh, we talked there a little bit and he said, well, I won't get back in competition coon hunting and everything. And he said, I want you to find us a, a good dog. And this uh, said, uh, I'll pay for everything. Uh, you hunt it all I can. Like, and yeah. said, well, and, uh, you know, I'm. Thinking, well, man, this, you know, I, I, at the time, I really didn't know, man, is he really want to spend money on this dog for what? Dog, what? You know, so, uh, we sat there, and we talked probably over an hour, and uh, Andrew's a pretty humble guy. He he don't like to brag or anything like that. He he got to the door.
1: Yoder Nylon has long been known for producing the highest quality briar proof products on the market. Now they formed a partnership with Razor Hunting Gear to produce all Razor's new hunting products. Razor has a wide selection of products from competition belts, chest rigs, strap vests to hunting jackets. These products look as well as they perform. Razor Hunting Gear, designed by coon hunters for coon hunters. Razor Hunting Gear's newest products are now available for the order. You can find a link in the description box below.
2: We'll see y'all, great see you, know, like yeah, it's a fine dog. He started outdoor and he just sort of turned around. And he said, Uh Hey, he said, You know I started the business, don't you? And I said, Yeah, I have heard you did. He said, Well, I uh, I don't wanna brag or nothing, said but man, it's doing good. I'm really I'm really doing good with this business. He said, and uh, I want like I say, I want to get back in this competition coon hunting, he said, uh I'm going to tell you something. You took care of me, carried me hunting, give me this, give me that, helped me out coon hunting. for, You know, when I was young, he said, uh, I'm going to turn the favor. I'm going to take care of you now. He said, uh, you find us a dog, and let's go to Winnie. And that's our, we got started back our partnership now and it's still going strong today i still got every dog on this lot is in mine and his name to this day
0: well that that is just a just an awesome story lamar and uh and that right there uh for the folks listening that that tells you how important it is to to, to pay it forward in in this sport because it'll come back People don't forget when you're good to them and you treat them the right way, uh you know. And it it may end up leading to, to something like Lamar and Andrew have been able to have, and uh that's probably we're probably now getting it getting into the dogs that I know a little more about since I've been around. Uh, so. I know the first one we talked about the other day was uh, the Gage dog that you that you got yeah. third in the Superstakes with.
2: Oh, Gage was the first one we bought when he told me to get looking for a dog. I mean, I, I did. I got to searching around, and I heard about this young dog up in Illinois, and uh, Justin Chisholm and them had. And uh, sure enough, you know, he is for sale. He was... He was swapping back and forth. He'd be in leading the state, of Illinois, dropped second, maybe third, and back first, second, third. Like I say, he's just a one year old, and I called about him. All I get, and uh, I met them at the breeder showcase. Went up there and went hunting with him. I uh, actually went on, and went out on a cast with him, and uh, he he won that cast. It wasn't a great cast, but uh, he did. Tree of coon, you know, you could tell he sorta of operated the way you want one to, want one to, is by himself and all like that. And he ended up winning the cast with tree and a coon. All like that. Just wasn't wasn't a good hunt, but you could tell, you know, he's what you'd sort of want in a dog. Plus you could tell what all winning winning he already had done. And uh so uh sure enough, you know, I I brought him home with me and uh we went hunting him pretty good, I, I I pulled him out of the hunts because uh, I wanted him to get used to me and me get used to him and all, everything, and, uh, I, and we did put him in a few local hunts here, you know, done some good with him, keep him pretty good up in the standings of the state and all like that, but uh, of course, uh, then the first big thing we take him to is so, the all super stakes and uh the dog just really operated great up there he really looked good uh every tree he made at the super stakes he had a cook and uh he got he got us in the finals we had uh some really good calves and uh that was in uh it was the 2010 fall sophomore super stakes Uh, i believe uh cotton balls ended up winning it and uh, like i said before it was just meant for her to win because she she made I know two trees persimmon trees may have been three but I know she definitely made two persimmon trees that Coons were in and it it just meant for her to win <laughs> yeah, but we had a great cast Clay was on the cast with a hellbilly and uh. Well, it, every dog on the cast looked good. I mean, it, you wouldn't have been ashamed to say you owned any of the four of those four dogs on that cast that night. And then uh, after the fall Superstakes we we bought some other dogs, and some people got the inquiring about wanting to buy a gauge, so We ended up selling him, and uh, one of the dogs we bought was a clip. The black female. And uh man, we just loved her. <laughs> I just tell you like it is that's an old she's just a coon tree. I mean, she it was a coon dog. Uh I loved her because she was a black and tan and I loved her because she, when she treed she had them coons.
0: And that that was the dog that Courtney and your daughter hunted a lot too, so y'all had a lot of good memories with Clip too and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later uh but just kind of kind of talk about some clips accomplishments when you hunted her tell us the story about the black and tan championship
2: yeah okay uh well we set out the win the breed race said uh andrew told me said let's let's uh let's win the breed race so you know i was going to hunt about every hunt i could uh you know and i'll I, I, I although he pays me along the way here and there you know. And uh, my money I win, and all I get, but uh, you know, I still work for a living, so I couldn't go all the time, you know. <laughs> but uh, we, we did go to a lot of hunts, and uh, we did win the breed race with her. So uh, he comes up, the right there, so let's let's go out to the breed championship. It's out there at a Clay in Town Nims Club, you know, uh, Adam, that's Adamsville, right? I believe it's Adamsville, Tennessee. And uh, he said, "Let's let's go, let's try to win the breed championship now at the hunt." So so we go out there, you know. And sure enough, she slides right through that thing, and we win the breed championship. So we we the same year we won the breed race, we also won the breed championship. Well, the following year we didn't run the race, but we of course kept won enough that we kept her in the standings, and we let's try to win that breed championship again. So, uh, we go out there. Sure enough, man, she's, she's looking good. She's got the cast wrapped up. Can't nothing beat us in the early round. And, uh, we're hearing her out there just trailing around some, and then she she just sh- shut up. And, uh, it didn't matter. He six called us or anything. But, uh, I still had to cast for one, and she just vanished. And, uh, we. We still to this day not sure what happened. I mean, this is on Thursday night, and I make the final four, but I don't have my dog. Of course, I get scratched. You know, can't go back out on late round. But uh, I'm a I'm out there looking for my dog. You know, and uh, I'll never forget. A lot of people know Cheeseburger, Mr. Jeff McCord. Uh, he he had hunted with Clip several times and. Old cheeseburger really liked her. And uh, he he stayed out there, man. Me and him rode up down the road. He didn't even hunt. I know one night, maybe two, trying to help me find her. Everything. I mean, we get we have no uh, reception or anything. You know, of course, we had beep beeps back in, you know. And I don't think I... No, I, I had a garment already then. I'm pretty sure I had a garment. Yes, I did. I had a garment then. It's just the first, the first ones that first come out but you know we have nothing it's like something cut her collar off whatever but we don't know if she got in the ground or what we, we're we not positive but we look for her from thursday night till the next sunday morning about it was nearly 12 o'clock and I'm coming around the curb and I said, I just said a prayer. I mean, I pulled over on the side of the road and said a prayer. I said, Lord, I've got to go home. I've got to get back home and I've got to work next week and all I can't. And I have no idea where this dog is at. So please let me find this dog. I pulled back up to this house at the end of that uh, road there where we cut loose. A place that I turned around at probably 30 times in the last few days trying to find this dog and then talk to them people and everything. And there she laid on their porch. And I just said, thank you, Jesus. And I opened the door, got out, dropped the tailgate, said, come on, Clip. (laughs) Let's go home.
0: So, Man. uh, To be honest with you, Lamar, your persistence there is pretty impressive because I don't know a whole lot of people that they'd lay out like that for three days looking for a dog even you know even it was one that they really liked at some point you i feel like people would have given up a lot sooner than you did but uh it's a good thing you did and i I believe you had a little help
2: yeah i do too (laughs) yeah i really do because man i i did i I mean people may think it's just coincidence whatever but i did i pulled that truck over and i sat there and prayed prayed Lord, please let me find this Because I knew I had to leave. I mean, I had I had to go home. You know, I mean, I've been there all weekend looking for this dog, and you know, I I had to I had to go home. I mean, it is, and then like I say, I'd pulled up in there and hollered and called and I talked to them people up there and everything. I don't know what times. but there she there she laid on her porch just like she'd been sitting there waiting on me for days. But she, I mean, she hadn't. But there she was. That's crazy. Like I said, I, I probably would have
0: thrown in the towel a lot quicker, and I feel like a lot of people would. But, but yeah, that's that is insane. Um, and and you did pretty good with clip at the pro hunts too, didn't you?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, I, uh, I got her in, got her in semifinal several, uh, made the final four or some with her. Uh, that's where uh, really. When the beginning of the breeding actually was rolling in some people's mind that I didn't even know about, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, coy, I drew out coy several times at pro hunts, and uh, Cliff just one night she just dominated the cast. I had a uh, coy on the cast, Jeff Travis i can't remember who else it was another really good dog on that cast and i cannot remember who though but uh anyway and we seen two coons and uh clip tree both of them by herself didn't another dog even is in winter time i think they pulled a slick and uh she treated two coons right by herself look look really good and uh then uh that same hunt, I say I end up in the finals of that one, and Mark is a uh, Sullivan is judging the finals, <laughs> and he hadn't hunted with her like Corey had. And Corey was out there with us. Matter of fact, he was doing the play by play, and uh, Mark puts the stationary on her. And I said, "Well, you can put it on her, but she'll take it off in a minute. She's not treed." And Coy looked nowhere and told his daddy, he "Said, no, she barks that much on track." <laughs> and she did. Once she she wasn't a babbler, but once she struck, man, she gave the mouth. I mean, she barked every time her foot hit the ground. Just once she struck, you yeah. know. But uh, she she treed them raccoons. Uh, she wasn't. Uh, she would treat with another dog sometimes, but I'd say at least 90 to 95% of the time she is by herself. Yeah. But we really enjoyed hunting, hunting old Clip Mama.
0: And you were talking about Coy noticing her at a lot of those pro hunts. So I guess at some point somebody started the conversation about reading her. Uh, so kind of, kind of tell us, tell us about all how that happened. Cause that, uh, yeah, the, you had another one that was a, that was a, a product of the cross that
2: that turned out to be a pretty good one. Yeah. slip. he, uh, uh, Corey actually gave me that, that name. He didn't even know. I actually think was at, um, uh, Good Springs, Alabama. At the Sunshine Jamboree, and uh, I was actually uh, sort of fussing there, but uh, they had her on the cover of the Pro Hound, and for the third time, she in magazines and everything, they got her name wrong, and they even got it wrong on the cover of the Pro Hound. Oh no, and uh, and uh, <laughs> so uh. We was all sitting there talking about it, and they—they was they joking around with me at the hunt about uh what they, her name and everything. And I said, I said something about it. And old Cole was standing there, and he said, "Well, heck, I, I'd change her name from Cleop to Windslip as much as the old bitch wins." <laughs> That's exactly what he told me, and uh, I just sort of laughed about it, and I said, "If I ever get a pup out of her, you just name my puppy." And uh, I didn't think nothing else about it then, you know.
0: You wouldn't even think of, about going and raid one of his
2: dogs, really. Was no, it? not at that time, you know. And it rocked on there, and we some talking up going around, you know. And they entered, you know. They come out. You could.
1: Are you in the market for a new dog box and just don't know which one to get? That's where I encourage you to go check out GNR Cedar Dog Boxes, especially if you're wanting something different. GNR Cedar Dog Box was established in 2016 when two avid hunters wanted a dog box that was affordable and great looking at that. They provide a high-quality, handmade, lightweight box to the customers. They take pride in the fact that their boxes are fully cedar, which will last a lifetime in all types of weather conditions. Cedar also ensures your hounds stay a little warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. You can find out more about GNR Cedar Dog Boxes on Facebook. find them at GNR Cedar Dog Boxes. Or give them a call at 615-962-5266. They're located in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, USA.
2: Crossbreed the dogs now, you know, before you couldn't. And, uh, you know, it wasn't supposed to, so they come out with the crossbreed. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we got talking about that. And uh, they had, a uh, I believe it was Zeb 3 up there. They had at her house for a while, and uh, we actually took her up there to breed him. And it got up there; it's about ninety-eight degrees, and he was old at this time, you know. And uh, he kept trying to back her and all this stuff because, uh, you know, me and Corey got together and he told me, "Man, yeah, yeah, we'd love to breed her. We'd love to breed her." But we got up there, and like I say he he just couldn't do it. I mean, this goes on for an hour and a half, two hours. We can't get her breed. And he says, Hang on just a minute, Laura. And uh, he goes over and gets on the phone and uh next thing he come he comes over, he says, I know you don't know nothing about this dog yet. He said, But you're going to. He said, I got this bill dog over here. We'll breed to that bitch for free if you'll breed her to him. He because we want some puppies out of some top notch big bitches out of this dog now, even though he's young. He said, I'm telling you, you're fisting to hear from this dog. You know, and I'm like, Okay, you know, I get on the phone, I call Weaver, he said, Yeah, I mean, I want her bread, so do whatever we gotta do. because she 'cause she's gotta be bred now, you know, we ain't gonna get her bread. And uh so uh short of uh, we bring old be over man, just two minutes, you know, they're hung up. And, uh, we tried to breed that dog several times. And that's the only time she ever took. We tried to black and tans. We tried to other Walker dogs and everything, but that's the only time she ever took. And, uh, it worked. And like I say, uh, Coy and him offered to breed, He'd breed her for free. Cause he had hunted with her and, uh, uh we, it it worked <laughs> that's all I, I can say you know we we ended up and sure enough you know i named my puppy Windslip out of him and uh hunted. you know we got him and then i ended up two or three more of them that same cross it was just really nice yeah uh, but that's how that cross come about it was actually wasn't even it was meant to be but wasn't meant to be
0: <laughs> that seems to be the trend with Clip. These things happen that it's kind of hard to explain. Like with you, her getting lost and you finding her, and what happened with, with Coy naming him, naming the pup out over years before it ever happened. And then, like you said, it's like it was meant for her to be bred to Bill. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just so, so many little coincidences in there. So the pup you kept out of that cross was slipped and i was around to see pretty much his whole Mm. career and he he was a winner so tell us tell us about some of your favorite memories with uh slip you kind of start from when he was a puppy because you had him ever from the time he was a baby right
2: yeah yeah he was born here and uh, i wasn't at home i was at work when she started having the puppies and uh courtney called me said, Daddy, she's having the puppies she said I've done got ours. <laughs> I said, You have? She said, Yeah, it's the first one born. I said, he's the one we're keeping. And I said, Well baby, if that's the one you say we need to keep, that's the one we'll keep. She said, Well, I know exactly which one he is. And he did I mean she did. She knew that puppy and she just fell in love with him. Soon as she he come out. She seen him and she that that was our pup. And sure enough, it it worked out. We kept him in a little pup. We had uh, never carried him hunting or anything. And we uh, we used to have us a place leased police that we deer hunted and coon hunted down in Butler, Alabama. It's right at 2,000 acres. And uh, he leased the whole thing. And we'd go down there, and we'd go on, uh carry this pup with us he's a little over five months old about five and a half months old we're just going to carry him to, our cabin down there was way out in the boonies we're going to let him run loose while we're out there and all like that just get him used to riding and stuff like that because we carry his mama carry old clip and him that's the only two dogs we took well we cut him loose I mean that place is just eat up with, with coons well, we dropped them dogs, and she run was at the edge of a field, and she run over our first tree. She just barked about twice, and bam, up on the tree went to tree. Man, that puppy rolled up on that tree and started blowing the top out of it. I said, well, I don't know if he's just doing that because she's treeing or what. But he acts like he knows what he's doing. And that puppy stood there and tree just like he'd been doing it for 10 years. We find a coon, shoot it out, and, uh, well, we take them, walk them a little piece, drop them again, he leaves out with her, goes hunting, man, she strikes, he puts in there with her, total different, you know, she is chopped mouth all the way, he's nothing like, he had that big, big ball mouth, and all that stuff, you know, squall, scream, whatever you want to call it, really wasn't a ball, but. You know, nothing, sound nothing like her. He he started trailing with her, trailed in there. She, she trees, he trees, I mean, immediately behind her. This goes on for uh, two or three, I think two more coons. And he just, we just take on death. You know, he's running and treeing with her. And we were just wondering, is he just barking? Because he's barking or what? All fourth, fifth dro- drop, son. They're going through there, and all of a sudden, he just peels right handed. Next thing we know, that little sucker's tree. She goes in there and trees. And of course, I we take off to the pup. You know, we go on this pup, and that little dude had a coon. I said, shoot that thing out there. Don't shoot him out alive, but give it to him. So we we shot him out. And he he just treed coons from the first time he has ever took the woods to the last. Now, he's still out here in my yard right now, and but uh, I I feel like I could take him at night and he'd tree a coon, you know. But uh, prior now, to that
0: night, uh, had you done anything with him
2: besides just letting him be a pup? Nope, we we hadn't showed him any coons or anything. I mean, he had never seen a coon, and he was just that natural. I mean, he Man. just. He, I mean, it, was, it was crazy, that's what I say. I mean, he just, I, I hear about these super puppies all the time, my whole life, and I thought, shoot, man, y'all crazy. <laughs> but uh, I, it, it, to me, he, he was the closest thing to what I call a super puppy that I've ever seen because, man, he just he just done it. I mean, he from the first night. And uh, I say now, then uh, we hunt him with her a little more. You know, and he'd split and tree with her, split and tree with her. When he was six and a half and early seven months old, something like that, I started taking him right by myself. And I'm uh, in mean, a hot track. He'd jam it up, tree it. Uh, he'd he'd get on some tracks, you know, his six, seven-month-old pup. He'd get on some tracks that you want to be like, God, do something with this or, or something, you know. i just leave him alone. I, I made him figure it out. He'd end up treed with a gun, and uh, but uh, we didn't. I was trying to think how old he was when I put him in his first hunt. It, it wasn't very old at all, but he he really looked good. I don't think he won that first cast, but I know he treated a coon by himself and some other dogs treat a possum and he shot right by on the wind there and treated that coon by himself. But I do believe Tony Smith was hunting one of his dogs and won the cast, which anybody knows Tony has nothing to be ashamed of. Luke Tony Smith, he's leading the winner. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: He's going to keep going on. That, yeah, would would that have been vape? Cause what, in, uh, uh, slip and vapor about the same age.
2: I I think it was vapor. I think I think vapor is actually a little older than him. I'm not sure, but uh, I know I, they I were both they were both doing
0: some winning right around the same yeah, time. Because
2: uh, I think when he when I was hunting a one year old super state that year, I think he was hunting a two, if okay. I'm not mistaken. But uh, but anyway, uh, well, and jump forward to the super state. Uh of course I qualified him super stakes and was doing some winning with him and got him up there and got him in first night. I mean he looked like a million bucks. I mean just tree and coons, split tree and coons. Uh get to himself and got him in first night. Uh I wanna be like, like
0: you and Lamar. <laughs> I wanna get him in on the first night.
2: <laughs> hey, uh I've been so lucky with that. Uh he got in first night. Uh, text well, you know we hunt now I hunted him as a one year old got him in first night hunted him as a two year old got him in the first night and texting him get to hunt his three year old super stakes that's the first year of COVID you know when they postponed the super stakes mm-hmm. and Courtney was getting married later on that summer and I told them when they postponed that I said they will have that the weekend you're getting married she said no way," she said. "I oh, all the weekends." I said, "You wait and see; it'll be the weekend." And sure enough, the Super State was the week—the weekend my daughter got married. <laughs> and, and and this is my daughter; she knows how much I love cooking. I like it. She says, "Uh, you you can go on up there, Daddy." You, Daddy. I said, "Are you crazy?" I said, no, "Don't don't even let don't even start that." <laughs> I said, no, "I am not missing your wed baby, for nothing." Oh, she knowed that she know that Daddy wasn't going nowhere. I mean that's that's my baby. <laughs> but uh but yeah, uh, but that super stakes uh was slipped. Uh the most memorable, one of the most memorable casts I ever had. I lost. We're in the head to head final six. Uh I'm hunting against tracks who went on muscle tracks, who went on and won the super stakes. Uh you talk about a cast. I, I don't know how many coons we've seen on that cast. But all I know it was a bunch. I, I don't remember but I know slip a tree, coon, tracks a tree, Coon, 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 tre- all of a sudden they had tree together, just bam bam. Coon. I mean it it was crazy. Well was, when they, was that
0: was that the at the fall or spring?
2: That was the uh, see that was the spring super stakes
0: okay so you would have been that man been in Indiana Sullivan
2: yeah it was uh, I'm trying to think I think it was 2015 mm-hmm. muscle muscle tracks won it and everything and uh, well they interviewed him you know later and asked him was there one cast that really stands out in your mind and he talks about that cast too he said yeah I want the one with the crossbreed dogs. <laughs> well, wind slip and no, all. Lamar Pageon. it was. It was just, and it's just one of them. The, th- the thing that got me beat was the first drop. We cut loose, and I mean, slip didn't go 10 steps, and he's driving like he's running a deer, but he's a red-hot coon. He went around there and way left about 600 yards and slammed the tree. And it's still this day probably the biggest den tree I ever treed in my life. It was huge, but it was a den. And Trax, had, he is independent as all get out. He went his own way and treed and had a coon. So I fall behind right there because I had to circle and he had to coon. And uh, I gained ground all night but never could catch him. And thought I was about to because we, <laughs> at the end, right there at the end of the calf, we thought he was slick. See, it was a, just a straight up, old, old, dead tree. Nothing. And we walked around, and we walking around this tree, and then you get over, I think it's some railroad, old railroad bed up around behind us, and we walked up on that thing, and you could see maybe if, Four or five inches of this coon's tail, the, the top of that tree was broke out, and he was sitting dead in top of it. In that one spot, you see a little bit of his tail hanging out. That was oh, it. Oh, man. I mean, but it's, you know, and I just walked over and shook his hand. Doing a great job. Man, what a cast. <laughs> it was. It was a good one. And then, of course, he went on and won it. And Trax went on and done a whole lot of more, winning PKC and UKC both. That's that's was a nice young hound, and a good looking that, Joker too, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He, he's right down here by me now, Johnny Height. He's within forty, forty five minutes' of my I, I'd, right wonder, now. I'd wonder where he ended up. Yeah, he's right over here by me now, and uh, he's he's some good pups running around out of him. So a lot of good pups.
0: Yeah, I, I like that I like that breeding a lot. I had a I had a female uh um yeah. Zeb three and some of some of Stefan's stuff on the bottom side. Mm-hmm. she was a
2: pretty nice little dog. Yeah. Uh you'll never hear me say nothing bad about tracks. Man, that one night sold me on him. Man, you talking about two one year old dogs ain't supposed to tree that many coons without at least missing once or something, but we, we did We had a cast. And uh but yes. Yeah, that was one of my most memorable hunts for those, those winds slip. and like I say, dirt, uh, I got beat in it.
0: <laughs> well, um, that's that's still a still a uh, a huge accomplishment to make it yeah to make it to uh yeah. the heads up casting, and, and when you when you lose one like that, you can't really you can't really hang your head about it too much. Uh, yeah. what what else did you go on the win with uh? Was lit.
2: Oh, he he just uh, I think we've been into uh, quarters and semis stuff, the world and stuff. But uh, he's never won nothing. You know, I mean, we won money like crazy. Yeah, he he's a gold champion and all like that. But uh, I was telling you the other day, you know about it. But uh, he got hurt. Uh, we just we just lost a little bit, making him a gold champion. He's got he had like nineteen thousand one uh right at it or just just under it or just over it or something and uh he treed in the ground but it was a rock it was a cave like and uh he the coon had went down in there and he tried going in at her and he got hung and you can't dig this dog out or anything it's solid rock and he's hanging his weight everybody no slip he's a big dog his weight was pulling on him all like that. we tried everything we tried you know lube him up everything we just could not get this dog out of here and we come to a conclusion it was let him lay there and you know die or we has got to get something around them back legs and pull him out of there and uh we did we get we we got him got him out and uh but it, it messed his hips up and everything and we can still hunt him a little here and there and, but uh we don't much because i I don't want to hurt the dog i mean i don't because i mean you you can see it when you hunt but we did uh put him in a pro classic over here uh a year and a half ago maybe something like that and a uh, matter of fact i won the pro classic we hunted it off and he finished second and uh that money i'm pretty sure put him i believe that's the night he got enough that put him over a gold champion and everything blake landers who hunts techs a lot for us and he was hunting up that night and i was hunting Tex, and i'm pretty sure that made him a gold champion then i know i know he's a gold champion i think it might have been that night I'm, i believe it was and then we Besides just pleasure hunting him here and there, we hadn't hunted him anymore because of it. But uh, you know, we just don't want to hurt him, you know, anymore. Right. And, uh he is uh he is my wife's baby. <laughs> I've had a bunch of dogs at this property, and uh, before he got hurt and everything, I had some uh people call uh wanting to buy him. And uh offered me some pretty good money for him and uh I talked to him on the phone there probably forty five minutes an hour and you know my wife's moving around the house and she she's hearing this conversation, of course, She don't say nothing or anything you know we get off the phone who is that and uh I told her it was a uh, Tony. I don't know how to say Tony. Burger, they're from Middle Georgia. I've never been able to say their last name. Him and his son both hunted. But uh, said, they're wanting to buy a slip. She said, yeah, I, I sort of gathered that. And all like it. And we talked there a little more. She said, I do know where her client ever signed mine. She looked over at me. She said, I've never asked you this about any dogs that have ever been on this property. She said, But don't sell my baby. <laughs> I said, You don't want me to sell him?" she said, No, I said, Well, he'll die right here in this yard and he's he's still he is tied right out behind our kitchen window, and she talks to this dog every day out the window
0: <laughs> now it <laughs> she, it was he put by a kitchen window where she could look out there at him, or is that just happened to be where your pens are anyway?
2: well my pins are over you can see out the window where my kennels and everything are, but he's tied out here to a tree closer because she likes to talk to him. There ain't no other dog loud right there. It, that's that's his spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean it's it's not fifteen, twenty yards out our back door our back window there at our uh so she she raises that wind and talks to him, and then not every day, but I'd say um, probably at least every other day, she goes out there and talks to him and all that. He she swears he can say mama <laughs> and all this stuff, which he does. Sit there and just and tries talking to her and all that stuff, but it's 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 hilarious. But that's that's the one she got attached to of all the dogs I've had here and through the years, and me and her will be married uh, thirty years this December. Yeah, but that's the one that that's hers <laughs> and he will die here on this lot
0: that's just amazing to see a dog that you raised he was born at your house and he'll die at your house mm-hmm. and all that in between was you know you had a lot of good memories um, and there, there's one more dog we're going to talk about then I kind of want to get into a few other little things before before we close but uh, tell us a little bit about Tex. Tex is out a
2: Homer, but one of the, uh, Jeff Barnes owns so along, and uh, Eric Pite hunted him and Tiny Balls. Matt Evans's bitch is Tiny's a reproducer. That's all you can say, no matter what she's been bred to. She's a reproducer. And uh, I went down there and picked Tex up when he was six, seven weeks old. Been here ever since. Uh, he he was like slip. He was a natural. Uh, man, I just, just started carrying him hunting and he treated coons. I mean, it was just like coming into the world. Nobody is supposed to do. Uh, some, some people would hate him. Some people love him because he is an automatic strike dog. You cut him loose, that dude, he's going to leave out. And that's only on a cast. Now, if I carry him pleasure hunting, it's crazy. He knows. It's it's craziest thing you ever seen. You carry him pleasure hunt. He don't do that. You carry him on a cast though, and that dude he knows, and he he's I call him a competitive hound. He wants to he likes to compete.
0: Yeah, they I mean, they they rise to the occasion.
2: Yeah, he loves to compete. And
0: the yeah. one the ones that do a lot of winning, uh, I feel like that that's what they all do. Yeah. You you yeah. notice a difference pleasure hunting yeah. and competition hunting.
2: he does it's like he knows hey man we got that scorecard tonight and uh he uh like i say he he come into the world tree and coons and that's all we done we i hunted the hair off of him a young boy by the name of justice mickley he moved to texas on me but uh he is sort of like my adopted son uh my son loves deer hunt with me but he is a played sports his whole life i mean baseball basketball football As soon as he got done with one if he ended one on saturday he started nothing on monday mm-hmm. and he's been that way his whole life so he he's coon hunting with me some but he just can't because of the sports so uh he uh but uh like this other kid that went to church with me and name of justice mickley i call him my adopted son he helped me hunt text when he was young and everything and uh he uh he he loved him. Uh I was hunting high slip in the finals of the state hunt one year. And uh Tex was thirteen months old and uh we were actually hosting the state hunt over here at our club. I told Justice, Hunt hunt that puppy in that state hunt. He said, in the open event. He said, You think he's ready? I said, He's ready. <laughs> I said, Just hunt him. And uh he did. We made him a PKC champion that weekend because he was the high scoring dog at the open event both nights. Uh, and he didn't draw no slouches neither. Uh, one night he drawed uh, uh vapor and everything and some, some others. And uh, really looked, I wasn't on the cast, you know, but they told me about him. It. It you know, I, was, I made it to the uh. Let's see, did I mean I, I can't verify? I think can't verify. I, no, I think I got beat uh, in the state that year, but anyway, uh, yeah, I lost on the last tree. I mean, I remember now, but uh, anyway, she uh, I mean, he uh, treated only coons, they treated on uh, both casts, I'm pretty sure, both nights and everything. Like I say, he was only 13 months old, and uh. And justice, and I love him to death, great kid, great hunter, but he's not a competition hunter. He didn't know, he didn't really know what he was doing, but he won because the dog got to himself and had coons, you know, and, uh, but anyway, so, uh, after that, you know, I start hunting him in the hunts pretty good, you know, just, I'm, I was being slept because the dog was so young, you know, mm-hmm. and then the, the Tennessee pro hunt, you know, rose around there. He's still just a year old, not very Old dog, and uh, I'm gonna hunt slip in that pro hunt. So I hunted him early. Boy, we just we didn't have a good cast at all, uh, I got beat. Yeah, it, it was wasn't a good cast, and I thought, well, yeah, I guess I'll hunt this old dog again. But boy, something just kept telling me, hunt that puppy, hunt that puppy, hunt that puppy. And I went up there, signed up for my late round. Sure enough, you know shoot i i wrote the pup down. oh what have i got to lose you know and sure enough man go out there only coon we treed that we seen uh it's pup trees by itself and it's in, it's in a den tree but there's a big hole in the bottom and it, i mean one you can just look up that coon ain't sitting three or four foot right there boom there's coon uh i'm out there with raven prince and uh, I don't even remember who all else, but anyway, he trees, you know, gets us in. Well, next night rolls around and we cut them loose and he takes first strike. Everything struck. And I think I, I took, I jumped on it, took first strike and they all went out there and they all tree. They ain't went 150, 200 yards. You know, it sort of sounds like they ain't together. And I said, the well, mine ain't with nothing. I said, "Well, you say that puppy ain't gonna be nothing." <laughs> I said, unless they fell on with him." And they said, "For real?" I said, "Yeah." Well, we go over, and uh, sure enough, he's two dogs on one tree, another dog in another tree, and uh, Tex is sitting there by itself. And uh, dang, uh, one dog, two of the dogs had a that tree together had a squirrel bed in the tree. The other dog had a den tree, and Texas got a coon, and these these dogs, all of them together, ain't twenty five yards apart. They're all right there together. So uh, you know, I take a two hundred point lead right there. Well, we walk them over, there, walk them in it, cut them again. Man, he strikes, runs like he's looking at something, and the other dogs just go on, and he just goes over and bam, falls tree again. I mean they're they're they've struck, but they just go on they don't even like act like they smell it's what he's running he's running it like he's looking at it, and uh we wait to five, another dog comes in there comes in backs him about uh twenty or thirty seconds Leo gets twenty five on it, and uh we go over he's got another come- and uh
1: hey y'all, Tyler here from Conaten University. I want to talk to you a little bit about extreme dog fuel and what sets them apart. Superior nutrition at the lowest price possible. So they've been told the amount of vitamins and minerals they use in their feeds overkill and that they could reduce cost by incorporating less expensive ingredients in their formula. But they believe the right mix of important ingredients makes a huge difference in your hound's skin, coat, performance, durability, health, and longevity. They promise they'll never change their product to lower the price, or to compete with cheap commodity dog foods. All their ingredients are taken from the South Central United States. So go check them out, and you can find out more about Extreme Dog Fuel at extremedogfuel.com and find a retailer near you today. Extreme Dog Fuel, feed it for life.
2: Two of the dogs just withdraw right then, and the dog had got 25 points off that. He made me cut again. And uh, after we did, boy, Tex went way one way and his dog went way the other way. And uh, was telling him, man, you're not going to catch his dog. He said, I like the tree coon all, all, all this stuff, you know. But he ended up treeing and took 100 minus and all that kept right off the bat. After we cut again, and so finally he withdraws and, you know, I finally got Tex rounded up. And so I'm in the finals. And, uh, little dog's just really looking good, and I'm, boy, well, I'm just tickled to death of this pup, you know. I said, he ain't no older than nothing. I, here I have got him in the finals of the pro hunt, you know. Well, we got there in the pro hunt of the finals, and, uh, uh we get to train some coons here and there. Everything did. Uh, I'm talking first strike, and, uh. I think Rayburn's dog, he's hunting old Cobb, I think he treated Coon. Uh, the other dogs treat Coon and uh I think uh, I can't remember which one one of them dropped a minus. But uh, still had plus. And I, I'm still as total to hunter strike. My old Tex just all over the place. So boom, he's over here, he's over here. And he he finally comes treat. And this is Getting toward the end of the hunt to the point that I know I've got to have, you know, see this coon to win this cast. And, uh, I'll have 200. And uh, we get a tree, it's a den tree, but it's one of those that goes up and got a limb, goes out to the left, but it's hollow down. And we shine there a few minutes, and I finally I step up on a, a limb over so I know, I, you know, we can't score this, but I just got to know for me. And I looked down in there, big old coon sitting in the bottom of this tree. I thought, well, this is my only chance is to get this coon out of this tree. And I said, I'm going to spend my whole eight minutes trying to get this coon out because there's a coon in there. And they said, well, we can't plus We can't climb a tree. I ain't saying that. So let's I'm going to try to get it out. So we squall and we beat on this tree and we squall and beat on this tree. And me and uh, Bradley Durham, Come up, with the idea. We're gonna take some sticks and toss over in that thing. And this was less than a minute ago and hunt. We started trying this, and they still beating and squalling. And we must have just hit this coon just right, or something, because we threw a stick over that thing. Bradley did, and this big old coon comes flying up out of this den tree with seven seconds left on the shine time, and it looks like something you see in a cartoon how they fly. Their arms and legs spread out, and nearly lands on Bobby Talley, who is the fi- finals judge. And it goes right by his head. You know, thought, oh my goodness, this thing about lands on him. But that was seven seconds left. I got that coon out of that tree and put me in the lead with two hundred plus. And that's and that's what I ended up winning. We have had to cut loose again, but we trailed out the last four or five minutes of the cast, and I won that pro hunt with a. 1
0: year old I don't know that's the Tennessee pro hunt. <laughs> and man that's that's one thing that people that have never competition hunted don't understand that the the drama that can go down in these cats and I don't mean like drama between people but just oh, yeah. the the highs and lows that you can that you can go through in a in a 90 minute or 2 hour coon hunt it's crazy, because you yeah. never know what these dogs are gonna do.
2: That that same year, you know, we ended up going on and finishing second pro race with Tex that year. But uh uh, that's the year that we just shattered the record. <laughs> we wasn't gonna catch him with down, but you know, uh, we did finish second, which uh I was proud of the d- little dog. But by the year, by the time the year had ended, he had just turned two.
0: So, your phone was probably blowing up. Oh people yeah, buy uh, that one.
2: On the way home from the Tennessee Pro Hunt and all that next day, uh, I'm ashamed to say how much money I did turn down for that dog at the time, and uh, but he wasn't one-hit wonder. I mean, I, like I say, I got him in the Super Stakes on Monday night as a sophomore and junior you know i mean he's i mean he's he's been a winner i mean he's he's just a winner And uh i wait, i get tired of losing to him now i'm letting blake hunt him because he loves him and everything i got this uh black gilp out here we hunting some too uh, we had a double header about two weeks ago we both won early round but there's only one cast late and uh old Tex just waxed us all good <laughs> again. Uh he's 100 and a hundred coon by himself, you know. I mean that's and that's how he, he wins these one hour casts.
0: Any um any pups on the ground out of out of Tex right now?
2: We have bred him just one time and they're young. Uh I mean just i I'm not sure. I'm I'm saying around six months old right now. Uh we got a, I know of three of them that's already running and treeing uh, mine is running but it's not treeing yet but the one me and blake and andrew's got is, is starting to run and tree the one philip turner's got uh running and tree some and uh the uh there's one up here in lafette georgia boys got Hey, man, he sends me videos and calls me all the time. He, he says this. He's a blue tick man, but he ended up with this text puppy and he swears up and down. It's the best pup he's ever seen. And, uh, I'd love to get my hands on him because he's mainly a pleasure hunter. But, uh, he's good for him right now, you know, because he's, he's one of them. But if they treat it, it's a coming out he'll be good for him but boy, i'd I'd love for him to get him into the hunts later on
0: oh yeah well that about covers everything on the dogs lamar but there's a couple other things i wanted to talk about just you know about you personally and and just some some general things about coon hunting But i can't remember how long we've we've been knowing each other probably five or six seven years i guess but Mm -hmm. when i when I first met you, it didn't take me long after being around you for a little while to know that you really put a lot of emphasis on uh, on your family. Coon hunting's been pretty much a family affair for you from what you've told me. Like you said, your wife, Slip, was her baby, and she's just always been real supportive of your hunting, and, and to to be married to a coon hunter, you got to have a woman that, that's willing to put up with all that comes along with it. And then your kids both got involved in hunting. I know you said you're... Your son had y'all had a dog get killed and it kinda
2: Yep. He uh he was hunting with him. Me when, Yeah, he was hunting with me when he was his he young, uh, I'd say seven, eight year old. Uh he's getting into the dogs and uh I bought a a pup and uh man, he could just really fly. He he could really get the job done. He'd smoke a deer. I mean he loved to run a deer. And I said, I've got to get this one broke because he can move a coon track the same way. And, man, I worked this dog, worked this dog. Uh, he was uh, out of Mr. Wimp's uh, stock over there. And uh, uh, we hunted that dog hard, man. He, and I named him Dang It Dan because he made me say Dang It a whole lot. <laughs> but, I mean, he come, I come in one night and I told Michelle, I said, He's ready, baby. And he said, he's ready. I said, he ain't messing with the deer, and I couldn't tell you how long. And this dog is super, super fast and accurate. So I put him in a hunt on a Saturday night, caught a couple of, of dogs in real high. I think one of them was the third, the state leader in Alabama at that time. And I think I drew the number three dog in Georgia, that same cast, and PKC standings and then another dog and then this pup and uh man old oh, damn we cut him loose and he just flies through a bam treat I mean they ain't even bark and he's done treat <clears throat> we go in there he's got a coon we cut him again he slides in there bam does the same thing man they withdraw at a uh, I say it was on a Saturday night uh I don't think I hunted that Monday night. I mean that Sunday night. That Monday I pleasure him. That Tuesday night I took him to a hunt over at Fire Mount, Georgia. And uh put him in that cast. Threw uh two really nice dogs over there. Same thing, man, he looked great, beat him. His money's won for the super stakes. And uh, I've been telling my buddy about him, so once you to go hunt for this puppy, and this is up uh, the very next night on Wednesday night, nice, so you gotta go and see his pup. And on his third coon that he had that night, he falls out of a tree and kills himself. And uh he actually died the next day at the bed office and we told anybody out and all like that. But this whole time I've been working this dog, my son's going with me. And uh he uh he just quit on me after that he just told me that i i can't take it i can't he got so attached to that dog he he didn't he didn't want to go through that again and i understand you know i mean i really do uh i've lost some but i lost the old bubble it about killed me but uh a lot of people don't understand how we how much we get attached to these dogs but uh since then he just been my deer hunter. He goes with me every now and then. He was ah, he was just out of the blue. Huh, you going hunting that? Yeah, I'll go with you, know. And he'll just go, I believe he just goes spend some time with me, but but that's that was the end of pretty much the end of his coon hunting, but and then they then Courtney come along. And <laughs> that's my coon hunter.
0: Courtney had had quite a bit of success hunting clips. Did she did she ever hunt um uh anything else really or or was no
2: really just just clip i mean that's that's the one uh, i mean she went she went a lot with me with other dogs she went uh, a lot with me with a slip once we started hunting him and everything but uh the one she handled in the hunt was the old clip mama she she really she loved her and boy it, it, it really affected her when she passed away but she had a she hadn't quit hunting. She'll still go with me now every now and then. But she's a marine wife now, and they they live nine hours away. But but uh, since she's ever here, you know, she'll go some now too. But uh, not like she did when she was home, of course. But uh, yeah, she had never hunted in a cast in her life. Had been with me some, and all cat, and uh, she actually won the first five casts she ever hunted in and they were not any of them youth cast or anything. They were uh, against grown men out there trying to beat her, you know. I mean, 100%, they didn't give her nothing, but she won the first five casts she ever hunted that that, that black dog in.
0: And to me, that's just truly amazing because you get nervous before these casts. There's a lot of anxiety, and I would have to imagine as a young girl going out there in a male-dominated sport, and competing against these men and beating them, that had to feel so good both for, for you and for her. And I, I'm not saying that women can't get out here and do this because they can. There's been several that, that are able to win. But uh, for the, the ones to just have the courage and go out there and say, hey, I, I can go out here and play with the boys and they're just as good as y'all, to me, that's just
2: amazing. Yeah. Uh, she, I believe him mainly thinks she started to do it just to be with daddy. And then, of course, he fell in love with the dogs and got to winning and all like that. And uh, the first cast she ever hunted in, she drew Eric Stone, who has recently passed away at a young age. Uh, Eric had a massive heart attack just a couple of months ago, passed away. Uh, Eric, and Eric Stone was a darn good dog man, good handler, hard hunter. But uh, he was over from, he was from Fairmount, Georgia, over in that area. And then uh Brett Robson and he was he hunted for Cochran for a long time, you know, with Josh and Steven and all them. And uh he was always packing a good and there it was always it was three dog cast, them three. And uh Brett's dog just rolled up in there and tree. Didn't sound nothing like clip. And as soon as that dog threw that big locate, cake, Courtney just tree clip. And uh Brett said, um Think you treated the wrong dog? or Is that not right, Lamar? said, Yeah, it's not a clip. And uh they go in there and the clip's still trailing over her by herself. Of course she takes a hundred minus to go over her. they got a coon. And I was guiding the cast, and I re I snuck over and told her, I said, Look, I said don't try to help her. So this dog still will give you a good chance to win this cast if you'll let her. She's gonna tree a coon or two by herself. Said, don't try to help her she said okay and she, that's on the really only crazy mistake she made of any of those hunts because but if man on she just started letting her get to herself let her settle in and tree and she'd tree her and she come back and won that cast Oh, clip went in there treed you know she treated that coon just running in and two more and i ended up just dominating that cast and boy yeah she was on fire then <laughs>
0: well hey a, a few minus points for a lesson that's a lot cheaper lesson than a lot of us
3: were able oh, yeah. to get
0: on our first I've, I had to have several thirty dollar lessons before I figured out uh how to stay calm and cast and let the yep. let the dog do the work me too <laughs> uh so so maybe maybe courtney's
2: courtney's a little
0: bit slicker than all the rest of us. <laughs>
2: Uh, it was her and that dog I believe <laughs> but they did they made a good team you know they got in at the breeder showcase uh, youth hunt and all like that a time or two and I know one night they hunted it off. she finished second with her and she uh, they didn't see the coon uh, clip had a good chance to win it there at the last and I couldn't shine the tree you know like that. you know at that time spectators couldn't shine tree and all like that and uh, we're walk, we're leaving. She said, "You have found that coon?" But yeah. I said, "Yeah, I believe so." And we was walking on. I turned around. I said, "Yeah, there he is." <laughs> and I, she just shook her head. She said, "I don't even want to see it." I said, "Well, he's sitting there." But I did. I just turned around, leaving that tree and look, throw my light dead on it. But I mean, I don't, I don't think nobody overlooked that coon. This is a big old huge tree. They just didn't see it. I mean, uh, and I'd got backed up away from that tree and just got looking, threw the light dead on it. And you know, I was pull dogs off sometimes they'll they'll look at you too and i, I just believe that's what happened because that, that was a great cast good judge good bunch of kids out there hunting so they had a real good time
0: well that, that's what it's all about well lamar uh i guess we better start winding things down here uh but there's a couple a couple little things i always ask folks at at the end of every podcast uh what is your why the, the one thing that that really keeps you going in it
2: i guess i just like to torture myself because the main thing to me is i love starting a young dog i mean i love watching a young dog trail and tree for the first time and you know let him do it a few more times and once he does man i i start seeing him out i love to hunt them by themselves. I make a lot of people mad because they'll, they'll call me, you going hunting tonight. Yeah, I'm going. Sure. If I go, well, no, I don't, I don't mind you going at all, but I'm hunting this pup. I'm hunting him by himself. You more welcome to go with us, but I'm going to hunt this dog by himself. And that's just, I do. I just love watching young dogs work and, and you're a coon hunter and you know all about it, man. Sometimes when you. can get just so boring out there with a young dog (laughs) if you want to kill them or something you know a lot of things you just got to let them figure out on their own the two
0: that i've that i've kept around that's kind of what's happened with them i'm not a good enough dog man to go out there and teach one thing so uh mine have have both we learned at the same time, and and really, it worked worked out better than what I thought because I wasn't doing too much to the dolls. I I was like you said, just letting them letting them figure out a lot
2: of things on their own. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do on, on a lot of things. I mean, and I I do correct one. McCourtney <laughs> sure tell you that. I said, oh yeah, Daddy'll correct one. <laughs> but but you know, I mean, a lot of it they just got to figure out themselves.
0: That's it. Well. I know you uh, You run your local club there at Somerville. Is there, uh, is there any hunts y'all have coming up that, that people might want to know about or, or anything y'all may have planned for the future?
2: Yeah, no, we are going to host one of the, uh, the pro classics for the the state deal they're doing uh, to get quite, I mean, for those standings to try to get qualified for the big one.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We're going to have one of those here, they called. Uh they you know i've been hosting the state hunt i've hosted it several times you know it'll go south and go north and when it comes north they usually want me to host it and the last time i i, I told them i would not and matt hosted it out of rome i believe and uh but uh i really enjoyed doing that through the years and i may talk me into doing it again i don't know but i, I hadn't because uh, we do live in these hills, but we got some good hunting up here too. We got river bottoms and swamps also, you know, that we, we can put people in. We we really got some good hunting. But what I do is don't, I do I never kill a coon in them areas. I mean, I leave all them. The reason I hunt the mountain, training dogs, because that's where I shoot them out at and stuff like that. I'm not going to kill these coons down here in I go tree all summer long and everything. But uh, but yeah, that's the, probably the next big hunt. Is the Pro Classic, you know, that we're going to host. I think it is going to be in March of this coming year. I'm pretty sure. It may be February, but I'll have to check on the date for it. But it's already listed, you know, under the Georgia everything deal.
0: Well, I may have to slide on over there for that one. That's not too bad of a ride for me. No, Uh, it'll it'll be a good hunt. But, Lamar, I, like I said, I really appreciate you sitting down with me and, and talking with me tonight. You're a guy that I th- I think is a great role model for young folks getting involved in this sport. I've, I've seen the way you treat people, and you really are somebody that we need more of in well, this sport. I really sport.
2: appreciate that. Man. And I, I, I really appreciate that.
0: Well, like I said, we appreciate you being on here with us. And sometime in the future we might like to have you on again. But, uh... I think the folks are really going to enjoy this one. We were we were glad to have you on.
2: Yeah, I really do appreciate it. And I'll tell you, when I, I started that, uh, trying to treat people right in the hunts, is when I first started hunting for that man I mentioned earlier, Mr. Richard Bradford, he told me a lot years and years ago, he said, I don't want to win every hunt we're in, but I want to win it the right way. He said... I want people coming back in here bragging on you and bragging on the dog, not that he cheated. I said, well, that's why he will do it. And I've been trying to do it that way ever since.
0: Well, that that's been a good way to do it. Like I said, I I don't think uh, you'll find too many people that uh, that can say they they've had a real problem with you that uh, that and if they did that you didn't that you didn't make it right with them and oh. and that that goes a long way. But that's going to wrap us up here, folks, on on CHU. And uh, y'all stay tuned for more.
1: I really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you like what you heard here, go on over to Facebook. Give us a like, at Coon Hunting U. Also, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. And remember, if you need a new hunting light, do not overlook Superior. They make an awesome light, best customer service in the business. Man, they're walking light, and double red is the brightest I've ever seen. Use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout at nighthunters.com. You can find the link in the description box below this. Coon Hunting University is a product of Audio Hound Productions. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful day.